0: also been a blessing, and the Lord has really done something inside of our hearts, and as a family, just building us, and so it's been awesome, it's been awesome, and I just want to, like, I want to say give a shout out, but I was like, that sounds kind of, like, weird, but just want to say hi to, like, all the women in um, your church, and just encourage you in the things of the Lord, and to say hi to... All of the women that I grew up with in that church, Sonia, I love you so much. You and Edgy are awesome. Um, all your children, of course, um, Lucia and Anika and Danielle, and I don't know if you guys are all there, but and Amber, I just love you guys so much. Just want you to know that I really appreciate you guys, and you guys are awesome. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the word. <laughs> So Ecclesiastes three one. there's a time in everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. So when I was thinking about the scripture, which I love, and I love this chapter, it's actually my favorite chapter in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 3. And um, I was like praying and I was just like, a lot of thoughts came into my head and um, in the process of time and season the one thing that I thought about is waiting. <laughs> you know, when seasons change and time changes, you're just like waiting, you know, for the next season and change. It's cold outside. You want the summer to come. It's hot outside. You want the winter to come. You know, you desire these changes in these seasons over time. And so I think of my son Solomon and how he's like very like scheduled in time and He knows when the seasons are going to come and everybody's birthdays on the calendar. And he's just like always excited about time. But like as adults, sometimes time and waiting and scheduling and all stuff is really irritating. Like it changes, you know, as an adult. And so um, I was just remembering like a story about my sister Joy and how she was like always so scheduled and on time. And it was just really irritating during that time. When her kids were little and she had everything scheduled, you know, my kid does this at this time and then Naomi has this at this time and then she was just like always everywhere and very scheduled and on time and um I remember one time she had invited me to the mall and she was like, We're gonna go to the mall from eleven to one uh, or it was like ten so anyway, it was like eleven to one and then she was like, Um then after that i have to go home and then i was and she's like running through her whole schedule with me i'm like okay i don't know anybody in this world that actually schedules a time to go to the mall and a schedule a time to leave the mall besides joy like i've never met anybody like that anyways she comes and she's pounding on the door um like 10 minutes to when we have to <laughs> go to the mall because we scheduled it and um she's pounding on the door so I open it and I'm like oh my gosh I need to go get my jacket hold on so I run upstairs and she's gone when I come back down and I'm like no she didn't she just left me like (laughs) joy (laughs) just left me and so then I'm, like, calling her, like, if we broke up or something, like, over and over again. She's not picking up my calls. I finally just get in the car, go to the mall, and then I somehow park near her car, because I knew the store that we were going to, but I park near her car, and I see her pulling out, and I'm, like, where are you going? And Oh, it's okay. I already got all the clothes for Naomi. Like, I'm just leaving now. I'm, like, are you serious like you literally just left me and yeah but I have to go because I have to do this like her schedule was annoying like during that time her schedule was annoying anyway that reminded me a lot of time and waiting and schedules and things like that that irritate me a lot (laughs) but Joy was really funny about that anyway that's the story about my sister Joy and her schedule and that's the end of my preaching no I'm just kidding anyway Let's go to Genesis 24. So during this just really praying and like seeking the Lord, um, I had like a scripture come, I mean a scripture, a story come to my head. So when you're turning to Genesis 24, I'll say my story. (laughs) Okay, so during the time that me and Adam, my husband now, were dating, um, we had gotten to like an argument, and um, over a process of time, <laughs> maybe like the sec- the first and second day, he wouldn't answer my calls. He didn't like respond to my texts. He didn't like block me or anything. He was just like, "I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> so I was like devastated. I was just like heartbroken. I knew. That this was a man that the Lord put in my heart. I knew that I loved him. And so I just, I wanted to be able to know, like, is this going to continue, you know? And I just felt like in my heart, I knew that this was the man that the Lord was bringing to my heart. So I was just like, what is going on? So the second day, I'm like, just pacing my room and I just start like, I sc- I screamed like really loud, like, ah! you know, just like really weird. Anyway, I screamed in my room and then my dad comes and he's like are you okay? I'm like I'm fine. And I just come out crying and he just like jetted, you know. He's like uh this is not my department. And so my mom comes and she just like embraces me. Like immediately she just hugs me. And I told her what had happened and then she says do you love him? And I said yeah, I do. I love him. And she says, well, you know, is he somebody that you can't live without? And I said, yeah, I li- I really love him. And she said, well, then wait, wait for him, give him time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Give him time. And so that time just like brought me, That story that the Lord put in my heart brought me to this chapter in the Bible, the story of Isaac and Rebekah in Genesis 24, and so I'll start by reading it. And Abraham was old and well-stricken, I'm starting at verse 1, sorry I didn't say that. And Abraham was old and well-stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all he had, I thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Preadventure, the woman will not be willing to come with me to this land." So should I, should I bring um, Isaac with me? And he said, no. Be- beware thou that thou bring not thy son again, the Lord of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying unto thy seed will I give this land that he's in right now, and he shall send his angel before thee, And thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. So I think that's just a powerful uh, scripture right there. Because it says the Lord will go, will send an angel to go before me. So the Lord is preparing this entire thing. It's a time of preparation. In a time of waiting, we are to be prepared. Prepared in the word of God like not prepared in our own mind emotionally, but be prepared in the word of God to be able to know that this is the plan and this is the will of God. I'm going in the faith that I believe in and I'm going because the Lord has prepared something for me by his leading. So the Lord sends the angel before thee. The Lord prepares us for all the tasks that he has ahead. In our our task of this course requires faith and believing in that preparation right and that's kind of hard at times to be able to take something like when we came over here to northern california and i had to leave my family and my friends and my church and my normal life you know to be able to come over here was really really hard for me to be able to take that time of preparation and say okay you know and so let's go to verse 10. And the servant took ten camels, and of the camels of his master, and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nor. And he made his camels to kneel down with, without the city by the well of water at the time of evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. So, in this preparation, he is also being, it's also a time of preparation and being obedient to this preparation. I mean, this is hard. Obedience is very hard. Like I said, when I came over here, it was really hard for me to leave the things that I was normal with, you know, my normal, comfortable kind of situation, to be able to come over here and sacrifice being alone at times and just. You know, just doing what the Lord had called me and my husband to do. And so then in verse 10, it says, and he took his 10 camels. Um, and then in 11, it says that he made them kneel down by the well. And then the women came out to draw water. And he said, in verse tw- in verse 12, and he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good sea- speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city came out and draw water. And so now this master is praying. In verse 14, And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let dine thou pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink, and she shall, she shall, she shall say, <laughs> drink, and I will give the camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto thy master. And so now the servant, we see that he is praying. So we have this preparation, we have this obedience, and now we have this prayer coming from this servant, and in this prayer, he's like detailing, it. he's saying, okay, the girl's gonna come out, she's gonna give me water, she's gonna give my camels water, like, this is gonna be the girl, okay, and so the Lord, like, he's so awesome, like, when we pray, it's so powerful, because we'll read the next verse right now, but God is so powerful, so in our prayer life, you know, um, I'm again when we came over here to northern california during the first couple of months i was like back and forth to southern california for a while we were like visiting the church like normal like if we always were there and then slowly over the years we like couldn't go all the time and so i was starting to feel like really lonely you know now um i came over here with my daughter and my son and then now i'm like you know with pregnant again with another one and then I have another one and then I'm like so lonely you know I just feel like I have no friends I have nothing and you know even during that time of quarantine like we were there was a lot of people in the news who saying that you know are lonely and depressed and like going through all these things and when you have the Lord you're not like that because when I came over here I felt lonely at times and I met my best friend which was Jesus like I just was praying and just seeking his face and like I literally felt like I was talking to somebody on my bed and laughing and like I would say things and I would laugh and then I would just feel like this overwhelming like love and support and just like comfort from the Lord and so prayer is so powerful and if you really tap into prayer like just like the servant did he like laid out this is what I want to happen like this is what I I mean I hope is gonna happen like it wasn't telling the Lord like this is what I want to happen right now he was just like you know you've been faithful to my master Abraham now you know show your faithfulness to me and this is what you know I want to be able to see happen and so if we go to verse 15 and it came to pass before he was done speaking before he was even done praying, Rebecca came out, who was born to Bethel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nor, Abraham's brother, and with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her, and she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her, verse 17, and said, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And so now he's so excited. Oh my God. Okay. So in prayer, when you're asking for things and you actually see them come to pass, you're like, oh my gosh. I mean, like literally this last week I was like jumping in my kitchen over something that I was praying about and I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Oh my gosh. You know? Like, I can't believe this, like, playing out, like, exactly the prayer that I was praying. Like, if you, Lord, if you desire this, open this door. Lord, if you don't desire this, shut it in my face, you know? And it's just, like, so awesome when you're praying, and you're tapping into that power source. Like, the Lord just, like, He opens that door, or He shuts it, and it's just so awesome what He does. And, you know, when you're just trusting in Him, and you're just seeing His hand of preparation and obedience, and... You're just, like, in prayer, and you see him do these things. It's, like, so exciting. It's, it's just so awesome. It's so awesome. So I just have to bring that out, <laughs> that the servant was, like, so ex- excited. And she said, drink, my Lord, verse 18, sorry. And she hasted and let her down her pitcher upon her hand. He, she gave him drink, and then she drew, in verse 19, it says, I will draw water for thy camels also until that they have done drinking. And the like. camels obviously probably drink a ton of water, so that's a lot of work. And she hasted, she emptied her pitcher into the trough, and then she ran again to the well, drew, well, drew water, and drew for all his camels. And the man wondered at her, and he held his peace to wit whether the lord had made his journey prosperous or not and it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring a half a shekel weight two bracelets for her hands ten shekels weight of gold and said whose daughter out there tell me i pray thee is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in so now he's like oh my gosh you know this is so exciting I came over here, like, expecting something in preparation. The Lord is answering prayer now. And so the, the cool thing about these couple of scriptures in 17 through 23, um, Rebecca plays a big part in service, okay? And so I wanted to bring that out to service. So Rebecca, she goes back and forth, and she's, like, getting all this water for, you know, the camels, the ten camels. And then the servant. And so she was serving. You know, service is so awesome. To be able to serve the Lord is awesome. And I was thinking about like a song that we used to play in my house when I was little. And it was a, a salty song. I don't know if you guys ever heard of salty. But um, it said, it, the servant goes, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you have to be the servant of all. And it's also a scripture in Matthew twenty twenty five. You have to be the servant of all of all so when we think like we're you know these big shots and we're like doing all this like cool stuff you know we're serving inside the church you know we're a servant we're a servant and we have to be a servant we are God's servants he has uh, positions us here to be able to serve him and we have to remember that not like you know we're small but we're going to labor and like serve for his kingdom to be able to do all that we can and it's hard at times it's hard to be obedient. It's it's hard to pray. It's hard to be led by God's direction and have that faith, but we have to be a servant. We have to be able to dedicate ourselves and not be all snooty and up in the air, but we're just serving. And so then goes on to the rest of the story. He goes to the house. He goes and tells them everything that happened, her son, her, a brother Laban comes out, he sees all these jewels, and he's like, what is going on, I have camels for you, you can come and stay in my house, he sees, you know, the work of the Lord, and then they come, and they tell him, and then, um, they, they basically tell him, who am I to argue with the fact that the Lord has already prepared all of this, like, it's just so awesome, like, it's just so cool, this story, and so, the last point I want to bring out is just being thankful. And so the servant in verse 24, 26, 27, 48, and 52, he's just constantly like bowing down his head. He says he bowed down his head. He threw himself on the floor. He's just like, Lord, thank you for being faithful to my servant Abraham. Thank you for you, know, my master Abraham. Thank you for letting me be able to have this happen. And so he's just so thankful to the lord and so we get to the fun part the romantic part in verse 62 now rebecca she you know they ask her in verse 55 they ask her um stay stay 10 days and she's and they said uh the servant says no i want her to go now like you know this already was prepared let her come now, and so they said. Well, let's ask her if she wants to go right now. If she wants to wait ten days, and then it says in verse fifty-five, it says um, that her brother had asked her brother and her mother had asked her to abide for at least ten days after she shall go. And he said unto them, "Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master." And they said, "Will." we'll call her and we'll ask her and she'll tell her ourselves if she wants to go or not and in verse 58 she says i will go and that's awesome i just think that's awesome too because you know the lord prepares the way the lord gives us that obedience even though it's hard the lord has given us just that prayer life and seeking him and being able to trust in him and then now we're like, see this preparation, we're, we're so thankful, and we're like, I'll go, I will go, I'm gonna go, like, I'm just gonna literally get out of here, and I'm gonna go, like, I'm gonna trust the Lord, and that's just so awesome, and so now the romantic part, verse 62, it says, and Isaac came from the way of the well of Lahori- Lahoria, <laughs> for he dwelt in the south country, and Isaac went out to the field to meditate, and he lifted up his eyes, and he saw, and behold, the camels were coming, and in verse 64, and Rebecca lifted up her eyes, so now they're just like matching each other's eyes, they lifted up their eyes, and that's what we have to do in the presence of the Lord, we have to trust him for his provision, his guidance, his direction, his leading, be obedient to the plan that he has for us lift up our eyes and trust him and just walk that you know path of just being able to see him as that light that is directing us in that direction to go and not to turn to the right or to the left but just to seek him and everything that he does and then the last part I wanted to bring out in verse 67 and Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. And so God is a God of comfort. You know, during the time of all this happening last year, and, you know, me losing two family members, I felt an overwhelming comfort, you know? I, like, I literally had a dream, like, the night before I got the phone call, um, and my mom coming out <laughs> of her room with her curly hair, and then she comes and she says, like, I'm okay, and I was just like, and then I woke up, and I got the phone call, and it was just like, I'm okay, like, I just felt like a overwhelming comfort, and just knowing that my mom was in heaven, you know, with Jesus, that my sister was in heaven with the Lord, and just to be able to feel that overwhelming comfort, it's never gonna come from anything else, I mean, My husband could have hugged me a thousand times. My kids could have kissed me millions of times. But the overwhelming comfort that the Lord gives us is real and it's awesome. And it's something that He wants to give to you today. So if you don't know the Lord, if you don't have Him in your heart, if you don't believe in anything like these weird stories that you hear in the Bible, just trust and believe and just know that God is a God of comfort. And he is not a God of fear, like the way the news try to bring on us. He's not a God of empty promises. He's a God that is real, and he's a God that loves you. So let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now, Lord Jesus, for your promises, Lord God, and everything that you have done in our lives to be able to bring us that comfort, the comfort of knowing, Lord Jesus, as Christians, where we are going, Lord Jesus, when we leave this earth, Lord Jesus, to be able to be that servant, Lord God, that presses forward and everything that you desire for us. We also just pray right now, Lord God, for anybody, Lord God, that does not know this comfort, that is not a child of you, Lord God, that you will make them a child today, Lord God, that they will be heirs in your throne forever, Lord Jesus, that you will begin to open up the eyes of your people to remove that veil of darkness and fear and anxiety and torment and to be able to just know, Lord God, that you are real, that you are a comforter, that you are everything that this word says that you are, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Lord God, and just ask today that if somebody does not know you, Lord God, they will come to know you today, We just lift up your name, Lord God, and exalt you right now in this place and ask for your perfect peace and your guidance in everything that we do, that your will be done. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you
1: guys. Oh, that was so awesome. She's so soft-spoken like Pastor Stella. I love it. Let's give her another hand clap in case she's watching live. Well, we got another speaker, and this is Naomi Soteo. And Naomi's been at our church since she was 12. How old are you, Naomi? She's 27 now. But since she's been there, she's always had a servant's heart. If she was 12 years old, I could count on her more than some of the adult ladies. And I'm just so grateful for Naomi and I know that God has a word that he put in her heart. So open up your hearts. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen, ladies. How are you today? All right. Y'all look good today. How y'all doing? All right. My name is Naomi. Like Pastor Nunez said, I've been here since I was 12. I'm 27. Don't tell anybody. Um, (laughs) But this morning, okay, hold on. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to pray because that's what's going to get me through this. I'm going to pray before I even get started because I'm going to just keep rambling. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just come before you this morning, God, just grateful and thankful, Father God, to be in your house on this Saturday morning, Father. I pray, Lord, that you may increase and that I may decrease, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you use me, God, as a vessel, Father. Give me a word, Father God, to speak to your women this morning, God. I pray, Lord, that every heart, mind, and ear be open, Lord, to receive you today, Father, whether they're here on campus or watching us live, Father. I pray, Lord, that you have your way and remove every distraction, every worry, everything that's just keeping us from meeting you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Woo! Okay, I feel better now. All right, so the title of my message this morning is Today. T-O-D-A-Y with an exclamation point at the end. Why? Because today, today, ladies, we need to step into the things of God that has for us today. We can't worry about yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday. We can't go back in time and change it. We can't. It would be so cool if we could. It would be so cool. But we can't. You know, we need to step into the things of God today. We need to live our moment in bloom because no one else is going to live our moments for it. We can't have our sisters do it. We can't have our neighbors do it. We have to do the thing that God has for us. Can someone else do it? Yeah. But God has something for you to do. So live your moment into bloom. And that's what we need to do. We need to live our moment in bloom. You know, we get sometimes as ladies, we, our minds go everywhere. Especially you moms. Y'all go everywhere. Y'all thinking about every, this, this, that, that. I be talking to my mom sometimes and she just be thinking about four or five other things. And I'm like, mom, where are you at? Like, I'm here. Where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm thinking about Thursday. And I'm like, it's Sunday. But I, anyway, but, we, but sometimes we forget. We lose focus of God Sometimes we get so caught up in the world and what the world's doing and what's going on here. And, you know, this boy followed me. and da, 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 da. That boy isn't going to get you into heaven, okay? That, don't get caught up in what the world is doing. Don't get caught up in it because the world's only going to hurt you. It's only going to just, it's going to make you feel good for a second, for a moment. But God is forever. It, it, like, you know, we have to remember who God is. God is the one who got us out of our loneliest and our lowest points. God is the one who pulled us out from rock bottoms. How many of you have ever been at a rock bottom where you just felt like, man, this is it. This is me. Like, there's nowhere to go. But God is the one who reached down. He said, no, daughter, this. Is, I got you. We're going to pull you out of this because I have something bigger and better and greater for you. So, and I'm just going to say, we need, we So many people miss out on their blessings because they are more focused on what the world is doing rather than what God is doing. More focused on what their tabloids are saying or what their horoscope is saying and not reading God's word, not getting into prayer, not getting your one-on-one time with God. I don't know about you, but when I get one-on-one with God, that's when I feel like, oh, yeah, let's go. I can do it. When I don't pray in the morning, I feel feel like, oh, man, I got to go to work. I got to get there. But when I wake up in the morning, I thank God for giving me another day. That's when I wake up, I'm like, yeah, get out of my way, devil. You ain't got time today. Uh-uh, you better get up out. <laughs> but in order to live our moment into bloom, number one, we need to focus on today. You know, we spend a lot of time on what happened yesterday. Like I said, it is what it is. Yesterday was yesterday. We can't go back. We can't change it. It reminds me of this, a couple years ago in Sunday school, we taught um, the power of the tongue and the power of your words. And I did this uh, like lesson and I gave each kid a tube of toothpaste. And I told them, I give you 15 seconds, to squeeze out as much as you can, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. squeeze as much, don't worry about the mess, just squeeze it out. And they were like, all right, let's go. And they went and they made a mess everywhere. It's all over their hands. And I gave them a spoon and I said, now I'm gonna give you 30 seconds, double the amount of time I gave you to scoop it back in. And they looked at me like, They said, Teacher Naomi, what do you mean put it back in? And I said, just scoop it back in. Like, I was like, don't worry about the mess. Just try to get it back in. And they were like, okay. I was like, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. 30 seconds on the clock. They went and they were there and they were scooping. They were scooping and it was getting everywhere. And they were like, I made a mess. And I was like, that's exactly with our words. If We're not careful with what we're saying. If we're not careful what's behind the meaning of our words, you're just going to create this big old mess it's gonna be hard to clean up so we need to worry about what we're saying and what we're doing why because people are hearing us people see us even though those little eyes that are watching you, your younger siblings your younger cousins sisters brothers neighbors whatever it is they're watching you we can't go back and fix but what we can do is we can repent we can ask god for forgiveness and we can say god i'm sorry for saying that i know i shouldn't have but yet i still said it why I don't know, but I still said it. I don't know, I, sh- I, sh- I knew I shouldn't have, but I did. But God, forgive me, and that's just how good God is. God's going to forgive you. You just need to ask for forgiveness. You know, our past, our past is our past, you know. Our, you, but we need to grow from it. We can't just keep it holding us back. It's another thing to remember, like, that's who I used to be. It's okay to remember I was that person. It's okay to remember I came out of that. It's okay to remember who you were. Because now you can reflect, like, I'm not that anymore. I'm not that broken-hearted person. I'm not that beaded and defeated and liar and cheater. I'm not that anymore. Why? Because I'm a new person. I'm a new creation. I am a princess. I am royalty. I'm not that nobody. I'm a somebody. We're victorious, we're overcomers. A changed person, a changed woman, a changed team. You know, you don't have to be an adult to glorify God. You don't have to be, you know, a pastor's wife or a minister to give God glory. Day one, thank you Jesus for waking me up this morning. Ask for forgiveness, thank you Jesus for forgiving me. Just little things like that. You don't have to be all like, Jesus, and ha, and yelling. You just, Jesus, me and you, God, that's it. Why? Because God's the one who's gonna help you. God's the one's gonna get you through it. The world is only gonna be, you know, the world's there, you know. But... Now, as far as tomorrow, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. If I can get there. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Yeah. And it says, uh, the Word of God says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. Tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. And, and we can, God can come back for his church tonight while we're sleeping. And, you know, we we'll go to glory in heaven. But what are you doing today to glorify God? Are you wasting it on worrying about something that you can't go back and change? Are you more focused on that problem of yesterday, last week, last month, last year, last whatever, last season? Are you more focused on that or are you more focused on what God's doing with you today? You know, a lot of people worry about yesterday and not about today. And, you know, like I said, tomorrow is not promised. God could come back for his church tonight and you wasted a whole day not glorifying and worrying about a problem that we can't fix. I know us ladies, we like, we try to do fix everything. We like to be no, 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 no. It's broken. Super glue it. Pray for it. Tape it. Duct tape it. Wrap it up. Saran wrap it, and it's good. If you close one eye, you lean to the left, you might be all right. All right. That's us as ladies, ladies. Come on. Like, I've seen my mother do some crazy stuff with some crazy glue, and I'm like, how did you do this? She's like, I don't know. Just glue it. All right, it must be a mom thing. So maybe I don't understand it until I become a mom. <laughs> lord in your timing um <laughs> but just like the verse says you know each day has enough its trouble you know deal with today first deal worry about today yeah, it's worry about today because you know just take it day by day day by day okay god i woke up this morning i'm gonna glorify you today and i'm gonna do what you need me to do today okay then next day oh wake up in the morning thank you jesus i woke up another day lord what do you have for me lord what do you need me to do now don't get me wrong it's okay to plan ahead like joy plan ahead I don't know exactly time frame, like 11 to 3, we're going to be here, and then we're gone, and we're going to eat here and do this. I don't know about all that. But it's okay to plan ahead. like, okay, like, I know. Monday, my mom has a doctor's appointment. I need to put gas in the car before I leave because my mom's appointment's early. I'm not going to try to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning to go get gas. Stuff like that, that's great. But when it controls your whole day and you're just more focused on that day than God, that's when it becomes an issue. That's when you're just... You're taking your eyes off of God and you're putting your eyes on your problem, your eyes are on that situation, on that issue. Again, that boy, leave him alone. <laughs> God will bring him God will bring him. when I don't know, but he's, God's bringing him. <laughs> you know but are you using today to share your, a word to other people? Are you using today to share a word of encouragement to your sisters? Are you using today to share your testimony or are you more keeping your eyes off of God and on the world? Like I said before, the world's only going to give you that moment, that small tiny little bit of moment of joy, of happiness. But God, God's going to fill that void forever. Every time, every time. Uh, number 2, everything happens for a reason. I know it sounds like a cliche, everything happens for a reason it does let me tell you what our main verse for this morning is ecclesiastes 3 1 and it says a little bookmark it says everything happens in this world happens at the time god chooses chooses chose chooses chooses um you know that you know that cliche saying everything happens for a reason yeah god's reason not ours we may not understand it we may not understand what's going on. We don't understand what God's doing. But that's where our faith and our trust in him need to kick in. That's where you need to be able to say, God, I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. But you do. You know the reason for it. And I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to walk in it. And I'm going to say, all right, God, whatever it is you have for me, you need to walk in it. I don't know what it is. But, God, I'm trusting you to get me to it, to get me through it, to get me to there. Right? Everything happens at an exact point in time for an exact reason. Why you went through that trial, that storm, that heartache, that pain, the loss, whatever it is that you faced, especially in 2020. Last year was, Jesus, it was a year. Even 2021 has been a little crazy. But God knows exactly what He's doing, and we just need to trust in Him. As I, it sounds simple. It is just trust. I know it's hard because in the world we want to be like, oh, you ain't going to trust nobody. It's me and myself and I got my back. And, you know, no, man. When, when you are a woman of God, we trust in the Lord, not the world. I, trust me, I, when I was 16, 17, I went through that trip. I was like, why am I here? Why am I here at 7 o'clock in the morning? Service doesn't start till 10. Why am I here? Uh, Amen. (laughs) I heard that. But God knows exactly what he was doing. God was building me. It wasn't just for my parents because my dad was a head usher, or he still is. But it wasn't just for him to be there early and open the doors and turn the AC on because back in the day the AC, it was hot. But I was just like, man, what I was doing. God was building me. And God was preparing me so that way when I was in head charge of a ministry, I knew, like, oh, before service, I need to be here way before everybody else and get this stuff prepared. It's the little things like that. Asking you to be here early for ministry isn't just, oh, so that way everything is. It's to help us. Because one day you may be that ministry leader. Maybe you may be the one taking care of it. Not your leader. It's going to be you. It's, it's training. It's things to help us to help us bloom. It's to help us bloom. It's not there just to take up our time and waste other people's time. No, it's to help us. It's to better us. It's to make us bloom. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 is the verse that we all know. We trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It doesn't say part of it. It doesn't say just a little corner of it. It says all of it. We need to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Why? Because everything that we have was because God gave it to us. God's the one who blessed us with it. The world didn't give it to you. Like, as the world is, let the world be the world. Let that be that. The things that we go through isn't just from us, it's from others to learn from. The things that we go through is our testimony to share to other sisters, to other people. Just so, like, you know what, you know, I saw that sister and she was battling and she shared her testimony and she went through trial after trial, pain after pain. But look at her, she's still standing. She's still doing. She's still believing. And if she can do it, I can do it. If they can get through it, I can get through it. But how did they do it? With God. They ran to God and not the world. They ran to the father. They ran to him and said, God, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. God, I feel broken. God, I feel this. God, I feel confused. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm heartbroken. I'm sad. But God says, daughter, I got you. I got you. It's okay. It's going to be all right. I know it's hard. I know you may not understand it, but God has got you. And he's going to get you through it. If, if God can do it for your neighbor, God's going to do it for you. Amen. you know when i was when i was 12 when i first came into the church i thought we were going to be gone after the year <laughs> i learned real quick we weren't going anywhere and you know when i was 12 i you know came into the church and you know, i started doing you know little things here and there but when i was like 16 17, that's when i really started tripping that's when the world got into my head and i was like why am i here like i want to go hang out with my friends on a saturday night and spend the night at their house sunday morning that wasn't an option in my household why because my mother was like no you're coming to church on sunday there she was like i can go pick you up and i was like no i no, mom and she was like she's all then you can't go and i'm all got you gina got you mom I'm grateful for my mother. I'm grateful for my mom. Don't get me wrong. I love my mom. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. And I'm grateful for her. Because if she wasn't so like, no, you're coming to church. No, you're coming to church. Where would I be now? I I probably wouldn't be here. But because my mom, our moms, our moms, they may be crazy. They may be out there but our mom the things that our parents and our mothers are doing for is to love us, and to help us it's not to be a burden on us it's to help us because my mom has taught me so many things, not just my, my mom mom but my spiritual mother, my pastor Sonia, she's taught me so much I'm blessed to say I still have my mom, some may not but that's what our pastoras are for those are our spiritual mamas right there those are the ones who are going to take care of them and be like alright, come on, don't worry about it, I got you even if you are older than them, it doesn't matter. That's your mom right there. They're going to teach you things. Ash taught me some stuff, and I was like, wait, what? How do you, wait, what? And I'm just, I, Ashley loves using coupons, and my love for coupons came from her. All I'm saying is, oh, buy one, get one? Got a coupon for it. 50% off? Got a coupon. And how? All these apps. She'd be like, oh, download this app? coupon every time. You get a coupon for signing up. And i was just like, how do you know these things? And she's like, I don't know. I just look them up. And I told, show my mom. Thing. I was like, hey, Pastor, show me, show me this app. Download it. Go get your 50% off coupon, woman. <laughs> but I know, I know, uh, <laughs> trusting in him It sounds a lot easier said than done. You know, like I said, you know, we just need to let God be God. And, you know, if he needs to cut people out of our lives and he's got that boy out of your life, then what? Well, Bye, Felicia. So, got to go. Why? Because you aren't helping me get glory to him, to get closer to him. Sometimes, sometimes our walk with God can feel kind of lonely. We kind of feel like, man, no one's hearing me. No one sees me. No one knows who I am. But God knows who you are. God sees what you're doing. God sees the heart. Not what the outside look. I know y'all be looking fly and fresh, but God doesn't see all of this. God see what's inside of you, amen? Like I said, trusting in God sounds a lot easier said than done. But trusting in God in the middle of your storm is a lot safer than being by yourself anywhere else. Being in a storm, I, I'm not a big fan of thunderstorms. I'm, but I'd rather, I'd rather be in the middle of that storm with God on my side than be in that by myself. Because the world is going to throw things at you left and right, and you're just going to be like, oh, nope, God's got me. Whoop, God's got me. And whoop, God's got me. You can't, devil, you can't touch this. Why? Because God gots me. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but um, number three, <laughs> number three. Number three, um, God has a plan for you. Just like in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has everything set up for us. God has every single moment of our lives set up, but in his timing. We can't rush God. We can't just be like, God, I need it now. God, I want it now. God, I, I want that husband now. God, I want that car now. A lot of people want to rush God. They want to rush him. That's just going to burn you later. You, God's going to be like, oh, you want it now? Okay, there it is. And then you go and you burn it. You mess it up. You're Like if you waited another week, another day, another year, it would have been fine. But no, it's my money. I need it now. That's the one thing that came to mind. Oh, it's my blessing. I need it now. Remember that commercial? It's my money. I need it now. God's the one who's gonna bless you. God's the one who's gonna give it to you. <laughs> I have that jingle stuck in my head now. Oh Jesus! But everybody, everybody, everybody wants the blessing. But give me, give me, give me now. Give me this. Give me that. But nobody wants to wait for it anymore. Like my pastor always says, everybody lives in a microwave world eating now, instant burritos, instant ramen. I mean, nothing wrong with them, but everybody wants something now, 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 now. Sometimes we need a little patience, and when God's doing stuff in our lives, you know, everything happens in a season for a reason. It's not because, like, oh, because I need it. No, it's because God says, oh, you're ready? All right, let's go. God, Oh, you're ready? All right, let's go. It's not because, it's it's not because, oh, because sometimes God has us doing stuff, like me today,
1: mm.
2: me, who, me, God has us doing things that I'm, that's going to step you out of your comfort zone, and this is out of my comfort zone. I'm used to teaching kids, babies, I recently just started teaching youth, so that's a little different, they're, they're a whole different vibe than they're Jesus help them because but and then for you teens you young ladies you young girls God has a plan for you you know stop trying to be like the world stop trying to fit into that mold you're not gonna fit in it why because our mold is shaped like God and our mold has a crown on it. Remember who our father is. Our father is a king, and we, we ladies, are royalty. We're not just some part of the world. We may live in it, but we're not of it. We're like, I've seen a lot of, a lot of girls who I grew up with, who were in youth with me back in the day, who aren't serving God anymore. Why? Because they wanted more of the world than they wanted God, they wanted to be Instagram famous. They want it to be YouTube famous. Okay, that's cool and all, but what are you doing on that platform? Are you glorifying God or are you glorifying the world on that? Don't get me wrong. Like, if you want to be an influencer, you want to, you know, be on Instagram and YouTube and, you know, and, you know, whether it's your business or, you know, you have a blog, but what are you posting about? What are you talking about? It may seem harmless. They may just think, oh, it's just the new fashion. It's a new thing. But what's the meaning behind it? Like that, that one music video that came out. Oh, Jesus. I, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if, our world, if our world wants to be like that, like a cowboy, <laughs> wants to be like that, Jesus, we need to pray for our world. Because the enemy is coming in from left and the right, and he's going to try to distract you. Be like, hey, I'm over here. The enemy's going to be like, hey, over here, over here. Hello, that ain't me. (laughs) And the enemy's going to be like, hey, over here, over here. You're not a dog, okay? Don't be distracted by over there. Focus on who God is and what he's doing for you. God is always with you. He will never leave you. He is always with you, even when you feel like, down and out, and you're just like laying on the floor, just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm by myself. I'm all lonely. No, God is with you. God is always with you. Don't think that you can hide from God because you can't. I've tried. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna work. It, he's gonna find you be like, Oh, Naomi, that's where you were. He saw, He saw, that's a good hiding spot, but it didn't work. Come on. And I'm like, Okay, God, okay. I'm grateful that He went and got me out. He, he left the 99 for the one for a reason. He didn't just leave you. He didn't just feel like, oh, you left? You left? You're gone? Okay. No, he said, no, come on. He said, he said y'all, y'all are all are right? Y'all okay? So you, come on. You know, God's always going to leave the 99 for the one. God has a plan for you, a plan to prosper. Prosper means to make successful, to grow, to bloom. He wants us to bloom and to grow. He doesn't want to hurt us. He does God has a promise for each and every single one of us in here. And those of you watching online, he has a promise for us. You know, and when, and when God gives you that promise, hold on to it, hold on to it. Because that right there, sometimes when you feel like that's all you have, you have that promise to look forward to. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. Maybe not even next month. But you know it's going to happen in God's time. You know it's going to happen. So when you're feeling, you know, down and out and you feel like, man, I can't do this, remember that promise God gave you. Your family is coming your brothers are coming. Your sisters are coming. Your parents are coming. Hold on to that promise. Hold on to it. Because sometimes when you, it's just like you're, I'm just, my God, I don't, what am I doing anymore? I feel like I'm stuck. But I'm not going to stop. Why? Because I have family that still needs to come. I have family that still needs to know you, Lord. I have family who's too stubborn and hard-headed who don't get it. I, they need to come. They hear it, but they're not getting it. I have that promise and I'm holding on to it. Ladies, hold on to your promises. Hold on to that promise. Your kids may be driving you crazy today, but that's not forever. It's just a season. My mother bit me in the butt a couple times as a teenager. <laughs> I tried to give her attitude. She said, Who are you? I said, Nobody, mom. I'm going to go in the car, you know. And, but that was my mom. My mom was always that. one. Well, y'all know Gina. Y'all know my mother. She don't play. She don't play. And she didn't play with her kids. She didn't mess around when it came down to her kids. Even her ministries and things that God had promised her, she don't play. She'd be like, oh, you sh-. she may be, you know, right now she just had a procedure on her foot. And she's in, she, that's why she's not here today because um, it's swelling and there's all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it's healing though. That's the thing, though. It's healing. It may look bad, but it's healing. Amen? And um, even when this whole quarantine thing started, when she was at home and she couldn't go anywhere because um, she's on dialysis and she's in comparable immune system and she doesn't go anywhere. Um, even when I get home, like, I sanitize myself before I even go into the room, like, hi, mom. You know why? Because if I brought something into the house, ooh, we gonna fight, okay? But we need to hold on to those promises. And like I said, when my mom was feeling, you know, low and she felt lonely because she was in the house by herself but she got into her word and she was strengthening herself in that way she may not be physically strong enough to go outside and go but she's reading her word and she's getting into the things of God and that's strengthening her that's giving her hope that's giving her encouragement so that when when she does come back to the church she can be that light and just share to other sisters she can be that example be like yeah I was literally down and out couldn't go nowhere quarantine you know I can't do it anymore but God did it. Remember, when you feel tired and now God has a promise for you. God has something for you. What is it? Don't know. But you'll know. You'll know. You'll get a call. You'll be in prayer and God's going to be like, oh, this is it. And you're just like, oh. That's what that was. That's what that trial was for. That's what that struggle was for, was to get me here to do this for you. Don't let the enemy steal what God has for you. Don't don't let him steal the things that God has set aside for you. Don't lose focus on God because your path is here. Your path is here. And there may be a little speed bump, a little curve, a little this, but for the most part, you know God's got you. You know God's got you. But when you're in the world, there are things coming left and right at you. You don't know what that was. You don't know who that was. But they were just coming, but God, God is the one who's going to protect you. God's the one who's going to guide you. God has something for each and every one of us. And if you've been saved for a minute, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God has a plan for each and every one of us. And you feel like you haven't done really anything for God, don't worry about it. Just like Queen Esther, she was chosen for a certain time. And that brings me to key number four. It says we are chosen to do something for God at a certain time. So Esther four fourteen it says, four fourteen, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your fam- you and your father's family will perish, and you and who knows but that you have come to the royal place for such a time as this. So this was Mordecai talking to Esther. He said, Hey, listen up. He said, Listen up. He said, Either you know you can stay there, you can sit there. Look all beautiful, look all cute, and be quiet. He's all, and then help will come from somewhere else. Someone else will step in and do it. He's all, but you and your family, you're going to go through it. You're going to get hit left and right. He's all, you're good. I ain't even going to lie to you. He's said, but for some reason, for some reason, you were chosen to be here. Ladies, we are all chosen to be here. We are chosen to do something for God at a certain time. You know, our pastor always says it takes time to make a woman. God, it just doesn't take forever. It just takes time. He doesn't say an hour. It doesn't say a day. It just says it takes time. What's time? An hour, minute, days, weeks, years. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but we were all, you know, so, but God didn't create Esther's beauty just so she can be living a life of luxury and living in palaces and, you know, being catered to you. no. She was created, it was created to be placed in a certain time for a certain reason, for a certain place. Because cause God knew the king had certain, you know, likes. And she, cre- she was created for a certain time. We we're all created for a certain time. Don't feel like, oh, I haven't done anything for God. I haven't done anything. No, it's okay. It's okay. Because it's a certain time. We're all part of it. We're all part of God's great plan. It's just a when, moments. It's just like, all right, sister, you can go ahead. Daughter, go ahead. Right there. All right. you That plan, that plan. He has everything lined up. It's just waiting, being patient. I know for some of us, being patient is a hard thing, but being patient is going to get you blessings, okay? Being patient and waiting and just sticking it out, just be like, all right, God, I don't know what it is, but I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, and then finally, when that blessing comes, you're like, oh, that's what it was for. Got you, God. I get it. You know, but when God gives you, when God gives you that go, when God says like, this is it. This is this is your time. This is part of your plan. This is, you're going. You have to be ready. You have to be on it. You have to go for it. When Pastor Sonia called me and asked if I wanted to speak, and I said, y- Yeah. I said, Yeah, yeah. And did my heart fall to my stomach? Absolutely. I know, but Pastor Tony, thank you for giving me like three weeks in advance. Thank you, because the last time I got the date of. But I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it, okay? It's just give me a little more time to prepare myself. <laughs> Did, but was I going to back out from her? Was I going to call her not hour later? Like, you know, Pastor Tony, I can't do it. No. Why? Because I was chosen for a certain time. I was chosen to do something. And I'll be closing with this. Every day, remind yourself. Focus on God and not the world. Focus on him. Focus on God. And remember that everything happens for a reason. I know it's a cliche. I know it sounds funny. But remember, God has a reason for it. And lastly, and that we are all chosen for a certain time. Amen? What you're doing now isn't, you know, right now, especially because of quarantine and COVID, you know, we're all not in ministry like normal. But take this time what are you doing to prepare yourself for when we do open back up are you preparing for when kids ministry starts up again are you preparing yourself when greeters will open up again you know altar call workers are you preparing that again or are you just sitting there on facebook seeing what the world is doing or are you opening up your word and getting into it preparing yourself for your time amen with that being said ladies thank you for having me speaking to you. Uh, and ladies, let's give a round welcome, round of applause for our very own Pastor Sonia. Thank you,
0: Naomi.
1: Good word, Naomi. She works with the youth, so I love her little stories that she says, her illustrations. Well, ladies, let's just open up in prayer father we just come before you right now lord i just pray right now god you see the woman's hearts god you know exactly what they need lord i pray god that you would just touch every void right now god i pray god as the word comes forth god that they would get something god from you god That it's not just us speaking, God, but that you, God, you want them to feel your presence. You want them to feel your touch, oh, God. I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit would just lead me and guide me, Lord. Let your presence be in this place, Lord. Break every yoke and every chain and every shackle and every demonic force in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the minds of these ladies, God, that they would have the mind of Christ, Lord. Touch them now, God. Touch them now, Lord. Break every yoke of bondage right now in the name of Jesus. Break every stronghold, every depression, every anxiety. We command it to flee out of these ladies. They are women of God. They are chosen by God. They are strong women. Devil, get out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. This is God's house, and these are His ladies. Peace on these minds right now, Lord. Peace, God. Hope, God. Strength right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, if you don't know me, I'm Pastor Edgy's wife, the handsome guy in the back over there. And I have three children. My son, Edgy, he's 20, my handsome boy. And I have my beautiful daughter, Celeste, 17, my little rascal, but I love her. Um, and then I have my 12-year-old, Bella, which is, she's sweet and sour at this time because she was a pre-tween, but she's my little Bella. And I wanna open up with the verse Ecclesiastics 3-1. It says, "Everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses." We have to remember that, lady, that God chooses different times for different seasons, and that's what we've been hearing is in ecclesiastics. Right now we're living in a pandemic. We're living in a time where the world may make you feel uncertain. How many before the pandemic wanted more time with their family? They were too busy. Oh, Lord, give me more time with my family, Lord. I just want to cook for them. I just want to clean for them. Then the pandemic hit. And you guys are wishing that the pandemic didn't hit. You're like, God, I was just kidding, Lord. You had to become so many different roles. You might felt like it was too much to bear. God, where are you? But like when we read in Ecclesiastes, God chooses a time for everything. God knows what we're going through. He's not in a panic. He's not overwhelmed. Things happen that are out of our control, but they're not out of God's control. I just want to remind you, ladies, regardless of what you're going through, God is still with us. We have to live in the moment. Definition of living in the moment. In the present moment, no longer worrying about what happened in the past and not fearing what will happen in the future. It means enjoying what's happening now and living for today. I feel like the pandemic tried to rob God's woman of that. Some ladies can't live in the moment right now. You guys are like, like in those stray jackets. And God doesn't want you to live like that. God is a God of freedom and peace. He said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. That's the enemy. We got to remember that is not who God is. We got to talk to ourselves and remind ourselves what the word of God says. I believe God wants his ladies to live in our moment and bloom. He knew that we were gonna be born at this exact time. He knew we were gonna be part of this history. Let's turn to Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. That's who the virtuous woman is. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. This virtuous woman lives, lived in the moment. She wasn't sitting around crying, worrying, thinking about the future. You know why? Because she knew that God was in charge, that God is a mighty one, and that he was with her and he would take care of her family. Ladies, we need to be that type of virtuous woman and remember who God is. I see we're all dressed nice. I see that some of us eat a little extra good. God's taking care of us. We have to remind ourselves that. My point number one is live your moment and bloom in God. Let's take a look at two sisters, Mary and Martha. Let's turn to Luke 10, 38, 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So you see here, there's two sisters, and they're Mexican because their names are Mary and Martha. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But really, the most important person that they would ever encounter was at their house in their presence. Just imagine, I'm picturing it like... Pastor Ruben is strolling through Riverside with his entourage, his disciples, and their car broke down in front of my house. And he says, hey, Sonia, can we come in for a while? I'm not going to say no, Pastor. Stay outside. Sit on the patio. Well, that's what happened to Mary and Martha. Jesus didn't say, hey, Luke, go text Mary and Martha. They didn't have phones back then. See if they're available to open up their house to us. We need a place to rest. Again, just imagine. If that happened and Jesus was there or your pastor was there, you would be ecstatic. You would be shocked. You would, might be nervous, but you would be excited. Of course you would offer to help. And you're like, yes, come in. Come in, pastor. She was like, come in, Jesus. Come in, Jesus. But Martha, was like, they must be hungry. They just had this long old journey. She didn't open up a pack of mac and cheese. She didn't go, oh, let me go see what flavor top ramen. Jesus, do you want uh, Oriental or beef? (laughs) No, right? She was like, man, Jesus is here. So she was probably running around frantically. She was like, oh, my gosh, I got to make Jesus something good. He's here. Jesus is here. So I could just picture her. Getting the beans ready. Oh, man, I got to make salsa. Do I got tomatoes? Let me make him some salsa. Oh, we got to make him some carne asada. She's so excited. Jesus is here. But she had no warning. Just like we had no warning when the pandemic hit. How many of you ladies were out there running around looking for TP and Lysol and food and all that stuff? So just imagine Martha in her house. Oh, my gosh, let me get this food ready. Let me get this food ready. How you guys were at the stores. We're like, Jesus, next time can you please give us a heads up so we can have enough TP, Jesus, please. (laughs) But they were caught off guard. Mary and Martha were caught off guard. Like some of us. I could picture Martha, like I said, cooking and getting everything ready. And then we see Mary, her sister, was in the living room hanging out with Jesus and the disciples. Like, I'm a Jesus, I'm a Jesus. And Martha's over there like, I'm making bean salsa, running around all sweaty. But Mary was over here having a blast. She was a Jesus. While Mary was over there in the living room hanging out with Jesus, let's go down to verse 40. It said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. The definition of distraction means prevent you from giving your full attention. How many of you have been distracted during this season? You had to work from home. You had to watch your kids 24-7. You had to be a teacher. You have to be a cook. You have to be a maid. You have to be the grocery shopper. You have to be everything. You have too many hats to fill, you felt. I feel like during this past year, The devil wanted everyone to put their intention on all the things they had to do and all the things that aren't the same. But but at that time, you're missing out on all the precious time that God's given you. Remember, you prayed, Lord, I wish I had more time with my family. Lord, I wish I didn't have to go to all these things. And now that it's here, it was too much for you. And you're not taking in the moment that God created for you to have that rest, for you to be with your family, with your kids, with your husband. Let's go down to verse 40. It says, she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So now Martha's, like, getting a little attitude here. Hey, Jesus, can you have Mary get up and come and help me in the kitchen? She got a little jealous. She was, and I could just picture Mary there sitting at Jesus' feet listening to all the marvelous things that just took place on their way there. Jesus was probably, the disciples was, were like, man, Jesus just healed this sick man. Jesus just got this demon-possessed man healed, Jesus just turned water into wine. Jesus just fed the multitudes with with only a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. Well, Mary was taking in all the goodness of who Jesus is. Martha was over there slaving over the stove. And she was so upset. But how often would she have the opportunity to have Jesus in her home to herself? Mary was like, Jesus, the Messiah, is sitting here in my house. Who cares about food right now? I want to take this moment in. I want to enjoy being around him. It's Jesus. How many of you are caught up in your uncertainties and all your distractions and all the hustle and bustle? You want life to go back to how it was. When this is an opportunity, a moment you could be using to get closer to Jesus, take this opportunity to have that relationship with God. Some of you guys were like, man, I never have time to read my Bible. You had a whole year and a half almost. Did you open up your Bible? Or did you still let it collect dust? You could be building that intimacy with God. You could make your own schedule. You could have that time of prayer with God. You could have that intimacy with him. But are you just wasting the time? He has our full attention. If this year has taught us anything, is we have no control. Like Naomi was saying, we like to control things. God's like, you're not in control, honey. I am. He controls everything. Remember, Martha was getting upset about all the things she had to do. In verse 41, it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things. I feel like some of you guys might be like that right now. You're worried. What's going to happen, Lord? You might be upset like, Man, my favorite restaurant's still closed. (laughs) Might be mad. And God's like, It's gonna be okay we need to get back to living in our moment and continue to bloom in God we need to get unstuck some of you guys are in here and you're numb you stopped living in this season you have to find the beauty of this season right now we have the perfect opportunity to give God our 100% there's not a lot of things open still we have more time at home to teach our kids. We're like, man, this Sunday school's still not open. Well, you're their mother. You teach them. You don't need the Sunday school to teach your children. When the pandemic hit, I started making women lessons for me and my girls. I was like, I'm going to teach them the ladies in the Bible. I don't want them not to know who strong women in the Bible are. My girls are going to be those strong ladies in the Bible. We're mothers. We could do it. We're their number one teachers. Too many of us are waiting for everything to get back to normal. But some of our normal lives before the pandemic didn't have Jesus at the center of it. Why would you want to go back to that normal when it was really bad? And you ask God for this extra space and time. Right now we have our opportunity to get back to who God wants us to be. We can't look backwards. We can't be like, it was better back then, like the Israelites. It was better back then, God. We had onions and cucumber, and he was trying to take them into the promised land. Stop looking backward and look forward. Or you're going to miss out. God has so much more for you ladies. But it's going to take you putting him first again. Yesterday was our 17-year anniversary that we got sent out. And me and my husband were buying stuff for our foyer to finish it. And we're like, we're still hustling, huh, baby? (laughs) It's 17 years and we're still hustling for Jesus. (laughs) I was only 24 years old when we got sent out. And we only had been married four years. And I'm look at people that are married four years and I'm like, oh, my gosh, no wonder why I was nuts. And I was like, God, why me? I can't do this. I, w- I was like, I'm not even qualified for this job, Lord. But he's like, yes, you are. Just do it. He'll change you. He'll mold you. He'll make you that woman of God he called you to be. It just takes obedience. Come with your imperfections. It doesn't matter. God's not worried about that. He's worried about her heart. Does that girl have a heart that wants to please me? Or does she just care about herself? That's why he chose Mary. He looked at her heart. She was only 16 years old. So it doesn't matter what age you are. God's looking at your heart. If you want to do something for him, he'll use you. But don't be like when they ask you to be used, oh, I can't right now. I got to go take my son to um, his sports game. Oh, I can't right now. I got to go to the market. You ask God to use you, and he's trying to use you, and now you don't got time for him. And then you get sad when someone else is is raising up in the ministry, that's because they're available. That's because their heart wants to do what God called them to do. They're not caught up in the world. Over these 17 years, when we drove up to our house, yesterday we have a nice house, thank the Lord. He gave it to us. But 17 years ago, we lived in La Puente, where there was drive-by shootings right in front of our house, helicopters, helicopters mice in my house it was really ghetto but I look back and I'm like man God you're so faithful I'm so glad that I chose to take your route Lord because you've been so faithful to us more than my dreams could even imagine the devil likes to be like you're gonna miss out that's a lie from the pit of hell because God is gonna give you the desires of your heart if you do what he called you to do because you're delighting in him Let's turn to Luke 10, 41. It says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Jesus is the most important thing in our lives. Time is flying, guys. It's already been 17 years, and it felt like a couple years. You got to choose now to serve God. You got to choose now to do what God called you to do. We don't even know what's going on in this world. God could come back so soon. And He said He's going to come back for a bride without spot or blemish. We can't live lukewarm right now. I would be so scared to live lukewarm right now. The times are real, they're right in front of us. Everything, the Word of God, is already coming to pass. We need to get our hearts right. Lord, forgive us, God, that we didn't put You first. He's giving us a second chance. Point number two, live your moment and serve God. In verse 42, it says, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So Mary chose what was better, and that was Jesus. What does your better look like? Is it Jesus? Or is it that good paying job? Or is it that mansion that you're striving to get? What's your better? Don't forget to choose what's better, and that is Jesus. Now that things are loosening up, don't start putting your kid in every sport. Or, oh, I can work overtime now, boss. Because then you don't have time for ministry. It's all about you. You get caught up with your own life. God needs us ladies to rise up for the moment, for him. We can't be ladies that fall in love with ministry this time. We have to be ladies that are in love with Jesus. Because if you love Jesus, you'll love the ministry. For a while, we had no ministries. You guys got a big, long break, so get to moving. Be grateful that you get to be used again. Be grateful that we're still here. If we love Jesus, we'll love ministry. When you have that kind of heart, that's a beautiful thing. Because you serve to see others experience what you have experienced. A love that no one else could ever give you. A desire to see lives transformed right before your eyes. I believe that's what Mary was experiencing. Jesus and his disciples sitting there talking about the healings they saw. About the lives that were being transformed. She was in awe. Are you still in awe of God's power? Are you still in awe of Jesus' power? Or do we just take it for granted? While Martha was forgetting the most important thing while serving Jesus, and he was right in front of her. God's been right in front of us this whole time, guys. We were never alone. Jesus has been with us this whole time. It's up to us to want to seek his face more, to want to feel his presence more. Don't get caught up in serving your ministry, but serve the Savior. It's a relationship with Christ. It doesn't just mean at church, it means at home. We're serving our husbands, we're serving our kids, we serve at work, we serve elderly parents, some of you. We can't treat others badly, we have to do things unto the Lord. In Colossians 3.23, let's turn there. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. When you get back into ministry, remember that I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm not doing it for my pastor. I'm not doing it for my pastora. I'm doing it for the Lord. It count it an honor and a privilege. Man, God, thank you for letting the churches open back up, God. Thank you for letting us gather again, God. I just want to be used by you, God. It's a privilege and an honor. My pastor Reuben, always taught us that. It's a privilege and an honor to serve the Lord. Pastor Stella always taught us that. It's a privilege and an honor to serve the Lord. The Bible teaches us it's a privilege and an honor to serve the Lord. It's not about all the ministries you're in charge of running around frantically. Oh, my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do that. That's why you need to get here and pray before you get into ministry. You got to get your Jesus fix. Or else you're just going to be like Martha, preparing, 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 and not getting your heart right. You need your Jesus fix, ladies, so you could serve with a good attitude. It's about serving our churches, our homes, with a servant's heart, honoring God, putting Him first to serve well, not forgetting why we serve, not forgetting to have the one on one time with Jesus, not just here at church, but at home. Remember, we were once lost and miserable, hopeless, but Jesus set us free. You might be feeling that right now, but Jesus is going to set you free in the name of Jesus right now. Remember, we had somewhere to go. We had somewhere to feel that love of Christ. We had usherettes and greeters to show us that love. Now, we got to return it. And thank you, God, for letting them show me that love. Now, I want this lady to feel the love of Christ. But remember, ladies... We need to have a little bit of Mary and a little bit of Martha. This story teaches us to serve, but also to receive. We need to balance this both in our lives. We can't just be like, oh, she said we have to be at Jesus' feet. I can't, I can't do the nursery today. I got to receive from the Lord, Miss Holier Than Thou. No, you got to serve and you got to receive. You got to do both. It goes hand in hand. There's a time for everything, a time to get filled up and then a time to serve, a time to get refreshed and a time to pour out. Live this moment for the Lord. Let's not take serving the Lord or the house of the Lord for granted. Remember again when the churches were closed down and you wish the church was open. Let's, get, let's not get caught up in the busyness of life this time around. God's given us a second chance to serve him a while. We have the opportunity to put him first. We have the opportunity to live in this moment and still the importance of this relationship to our children about Jesus. During these difficult times, we have the importance to say, baby, God is for us. Look at our cupboards are still full. God is for us. He supplied all our needs. We have more money now than we did before the pandemic. God has been faithful. Teach our kids. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It doesn't matter if the pandemic hit. We're still going to put Jesus on our TV station. We're still going to watch live. Now that the church is open, we're still going to come to church. It's all about Jesus. Let's turn to Psalms 37.4. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, delight yourselves in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what we need to be teaching our kids. Delight yourself in the Lord. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. I've seen God give me so many desires. And even to the littlest, to the biggest, I'm like, God, you did that for me? That little simple thing that I thought was nothing? He's like, yes, because he loves us. He wants to do things for us. He wants our heart's desires to be fulfilled. He cares about each and every one of us. So we need to teach our kids to delight in him. And we need to be those examples, those strong mothers that know that God's going to take care of us, that he's faithful. Point number three, live your moment in different seasons. And like Naomi and Elisa, both did Ecclesiastics 3, 1 through 8. I also had that down. And Elisa said it was her favorite scripture, but I really don't like this scripture. <laughs> it's not one of my favorites because it's pretty sad. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And it just goes on with different seasons and different times. It says there's a time for everything. We know there's four seasons, winter, summer, spring and fall, but they all have a purpose. We can't have winter without spring. We can't have Fall, without summer, they all carry a purpose. And that's what this verse is teaching us. Everything is for a reason. It all has a purpose. Even if it hurts, even if it stinks, it all has a purpose. What we're going through right now, ladies, is just a season. Things are going to get better. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've been through hard times this past year. But God wants you to know he's with you every step of the way. He believes in you. You're the apple of his eye. He loves you. We've experienced a big loss this past year. Our beautiful Pastor Stella. But she was all about you. She loved all of you so much. She loved serving her home. She was a beautiful mother, a beautiful wife. But she enjoyed seeing everyone serving God. She would get so excited. The days before Pastor Stella passed away, I had re- started reading Deuteronomy. And I was at the end of Deuteronomy, going into the book of Joshua. And at that time, she had already been in the hospital a month. And this time around, when I'm reading Deuteronomy, the ending in Joshua, I start crying because that story becomes a reality. Remember Moses, he was leaving, but he was giving Joshua instructions. So this time, my beautiful pastoras in the hospital, and this story is real. Because she passed away the next morning. Or my mentor, my spiritual mama, my cheerleader, The list could go on and on. She's just beautiful in every way. But all I can remember through the tears was Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Let's turn there. It says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Ladies, I believe that's what God is saying to you. I have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. You know, that was a big loss, joy. Then a couple weeks later, Pastor Stella. Then not even 12 days later, my dad died. All within a few weeks. And I know some of you guys have lost some loved ones. And at the same time, we're getting phone calls and texts that people lost their moms, their dads, over COVID. It was a rough time. But I know that they're all up there rejoicing. They're all up there cheering us on. I know that they want us to live our moment. I remember Pastor Stella used to say, when someone would lose their mom, that's the hardest thing, someone to lose their mom, Sonia. And I I always hear that, and I always pray for her kids. We gotta remember to pray for her children, to pray for our pastor, to pray for their church. They're missing their spiritual mama. We gotta we gotta fight for them. We gotta pray for them. We gotta encourage them. But I know that they would want us to all live our moment. Live it for Jesus. Us here at Living Word, ladies, we're Pastor Stella's legacy. She was always smiling. She was that virtuous woman. She loved everyone. She, she loved pastors. She would take care of him so well. She's taught me so, so many things. She loved her kids, her grandkids, her in-laws. She loved all of us. If you'd never met her, she loved you too. She prayed you in already. That's why you're here. Even people that treated her badly or talked bad about her and pastors, she still loved them. We would be in the car with her, and she's like, oh, so-and-so text me. And I'll be like, Pastor Stout, let me borrow your phone real quick. Let me delete their number. What the heck? You still talk to them? You know, I have a little mean side, too. I'm not all. But I wouldn't delete them. I would just be tripping out. Like, that's crazy. Like, how does she still talk to them? They said all this stuff. But she loved them. She loved everybody. But when they messed with my pastors, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me delete that, Pastor Stella, please. Me and Laura. Dez is the loving one. Me and Laura are like, Pastor Stella, we're going to go punch that girl out. She's like, she'll just smile like, we all know we're serious. <laughs> and Dez is just like, you girls are crazy. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you guys. And Chela, too. Crazy Chela. But Pastor Stella likes us rowdy girls. And then she had to have the sweet one, so she had to balance. (laughs) But we are her legacy. And we have to be strong and courageous during these times. The other day, one of the girls had left the home, and she has been with us like six years. And I was like, okay, bye. Like, have a good life. (laughs) But then I remembered Pastor Stella. And one of her daughters was like, when I want to be, mean I have to pull out that inner Stella, and I was like I have to pull out that inner Stella this week Lord let me text this girl so I text this girl I was like we love you come back you know and that's who Pastor Stella is she didn't care what you did she just wants to know that you're okay she just wants to know that you're serving the Lord and that's the kind of ladies we need to be we need to be forgiving and loving and who cares what they said who cares if they heard us We just want to see them make it. Remember, God is with us. In this season, we're going to have to be strong. In our losses as believers, we lost loved ones. Some people may have lost jobs. You lost the normalcy. Your kids might be acting up right now. This is where we have to be strong in everything we know as women of God. We're still going to go through our emotions. We're still going to have times where we weep. I'm not saying hold it in and be strong. No, let it out. Cry it out. But let God give you that peace. Let God give you that strength. Yeah. It says in Psalms 34:18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. It says in Psalms 56:8, he keeps track of all my sorrows. He puts my tears in, the, in a bottle. God cares for each and every one of you guys. Don't think you're doing this life all by yourself. You're not. So feel the emotions you feel, but get strength from the Lord. Remember, God is with us. And I know if you've ever texted Pastor Stella, anything you would go through, she would always text back, God is with you. And that's all she had to say. She didn't even give me this big old lecture. I was like... Oh, my gosh, God is with me. Yes, God is with me. I can do this. Remember, God is with you. We need to get our strength from the Lord. Remember when David was in the cave, he had to encourage himself. He was going through something. We need to encourage ourselves. We need to get in the word. The word will encourage you. When you want to get in that pity party of depression, you got to pray it out. You got to read you got to psych yourself out. No, I'm not alone. God is with me. We need to remind ourselves who we are. So be strong, ladies, because our husbands and our children need us. But God needs us most of all so we could be strong and bloom in what he has for us. We need to be courageous. We have to be courageous enough to get back up and get going. Some of us lost our spiritual courage in this season. But we got to wake up, ladies. God needs you. Your family needs you. What I'm not saying is be foolish in the pandemic, but have courage to stand firm in God, to still love people, to still text people, to still tell people God is with them. Courage gives you back your voice, your purpose, your boldness in Christ. We must live our moment and be courageous in it. God needs courageous women in this season women that are not afraid to show the power of God they'll see man they've been through so much but look at them they're still in church they're still standing they still love God as we stand let's remember to stand strong and be courageous in this season because remember God is with us so live in our moment in God so we can serve God and make it through the seasons with God I know you guys heard a lot of different sermons and hopefully something ministered to you this morning but we have to for living word we have to continue reaching teaching mending sending we have to carry on the legacy of pastor stella we know she's alive and we can just keep on carrying on her legacy and do what she's taught us we have the good news we have the hope we have jesus just bow our heads and begin to worship this morning. And if there's any of you in here that don't know Jesus and you feel hopeless and you feel lost and you feel confused, I just want you to repeat this prayer: say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me of all my sins. I know I'm a sinner, Lord. I need you, I accept you. Forgive me of all my sins. guys, if you came with someone to pray over each other. And if you're by yourself, I'm right here. I'm going to connect with you where you're at. I'll agree with you, whatever you're praying
2: for. So let's just start praying for our neighbor. If we came with someone